Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, what a fun day of joint practices between the Tennessee Titans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am here to break down everything you need to know from that joint practice. First, Roger McCreary starting at cornerback for the Titans. We don't know for sure, but he's out there getting first team reps. I'll explain, and that is just one part of a defensive-led day for the Titans. The Titans' defense against some second stringers from Tampa Bay's offense had a very good day out there. I'll go over all of the punctuation marks for that defensive performance. Then we do got to talk about some injuries. We got a key Tennessee Titans player returning to practice, but a few key Tennessee Titans left practice early. And then finally, I'll throw out some additional notes on the Titans' offense who also had a pretty good day, especially in the passing game. Breaking down everything you need to know from Tennessee Titans joint practice against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we have a lot to discuss on today's show. First day of joint practices between the Titans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Roger McCreary may be the Titans' starting cornerback opposite of Christian Fulton. I'm going to explain before I do. I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out Monday through Friday daily free Tennessee Titans content on all platforms all year long. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Smash the notification bell and throw a thumbs up on the video. If you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm trying to get this video up to a million likes. So do your part. I do appreciate the support. You can follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans for my nonstop flow of consciousness and my film work. And check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans. Pod. But we got to dive into the biggest news of the day, and it's crazy. It came in some tidbits after practice. So shout out to Terry McCormick, Titans insider. He had his observations from Wednesday, and there was a little bit of a nugget in there that I want to talk about uh, talk about with you guys about Roger McCreary. And I got to tell you, it was a bit surprising. Maybe it shouldn't be as surprising, but, you know, certainly Not something that we expected to hear right now. But Terry said this in his recap of the day. Quote, in team periods, Roger McCreary, who also knocked a pass away from Julio Jones, got the start outside and then moved into the nickelback spot when Farley came onto the field in nickel package. So does that mean that Roger McCreary will be the starter on day one? No, it doesn't mean that. As pointed out by Justin Mello, who always loves to come on to my tweets and let me know where he thinks I'm maybe uh, taking things a little too far. Shout out to Justin, who uh, reported some news of a cut that the Titans made that may surprise you guys that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But talking about Roger McCreary here, 
it doesn't mean that him and Caleb Farley, the competition's over, but like Vrabel talked about with the right tackle position, if you're in a true competition, both guys have to get first-team opportunities. And in this scenario, the Titans are going to be playing nickel package more than they play base throughout the year. That's just the way that the NFL is played now. You're going to play in nickel and dime more than you're going to play in your base package. So more often than not, the Titans are going to have three three cornerbacks on the field, and most teams would consider three cornerbacks as starters, your two outside guys and your nickel guy. So it's fair to say that Caleb Farley is still a starter in that sense, but when the Titans only have two cornerbacks on the field, at least against the Buccaneers on Wednesday, those two cornerbacks were Christian Fulton and Roger McCreary. And as we have talked about, every time we bring up Caleb Farley, the guy has played like, 29 games as a cornerback in his whole life. He converted from wide receiver. He had an ACL tear. He had a back injury. He had the ACL last year. The guy has literally not been able to play enough football at cornerback. So his development may take a little bit longer. A guy like Roger McCreary was battling the best of the best in the SEC consistently every single weekend for the last two years. Yeah, even though... McCreary was drafted this year, and Farley was drafted last year. We have to accept the fact that there is a chance that Farley develops slower. Farley is ready to be out on the field further away than what McCreary is. It actually does make sense, if you think about it logically, that McCreary is more ready to be an NFL player at cornerback than Caleb Farley. Okay? I'm just saying that. So, what this means, at the end of it, just to wrap it in a bow. No, I I would not be worried about Farley yet. If you're logical about his path of development, then you you should expect this. But at the same time, I think you're allowed to be excited about Roger McCreary and accept that he may be the starting cornerback when there's only two cornerbacks on the field, but also not let that the downside of that be, oh, now we're down on Farley. Farley is gonna take some time, guys. He's a freak athlete with no experience at the position. Roger McCreary may be more ready to play right now. That doesn't mean that we give up hope on Caleb Farley. But either way, I I think it's awesome that the Titans trust Roger McCreary to get out there. Roger McCreary knocked away a pass from Julio Jones. He's out there playing good D, and the the team trusts him. And what I think is even more interesting is that Roger McCreary was hurt for a couple of days, didn't practice, and immediately jumps back into practice this weekend, and he's taking first-team reps. So what I'm saying is, Be as excited as you want to be about Roger McCreary starting, but don't let that take away all of your hope that Caleb Farley could be a good player. His development will take time. McCreary was a ready-made prospect that was ready to pop into the lineup right away. So it may honestly, it makes the McCreary pick even look even smarter. Not even if Caleb Farley doesn't pan out, even if Caleb Farley pans out. You needed a guy who could play right away if Farley wasn't ready, and Roger McCreary could be an absolute demon in the slot. So All of that, great stuff. Roger McCreary may be starting for the Titans. He was getting first-team reps out there today. It's okay to get really excited about this rookie class. Speaking of the rookie class, Traylon Burks had an excellent, excellent start to practice, but he left early, as did a guy like Nate Davis. We're going to talk about those injuries because somebody returned after being injured that's very important. Before we get into that, though, we got to talk more about this Titans defense They had a great day against Tampa Bay. Maybe it should be expected with the players that Tampa Bay put out on the field, but still, good work for the Titans and the defense played their part. 
They did what they were supposed to do. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment before we get into it. Do want to tell you guys about a great way to get the edge on your competition in fantasy football and in gambling this NFL season. It's almost time to kick off the year. I love this time of year. And you're going to love it even more if you utilize the tools they have for you with Elias Game Plan app. So the Elias Game Plan app is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, Elias Insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's research team. I mean, you're going to have information available to you that no one else in your fantasy league, not many people who are using the same gambling apps as you or entering the same daily fantasy contests as you, are even going to have. You're going to have separation information, miles per hour information, time to throw information on quarterbacks, and even more drilled in statistics. So take my advice, download the Elias Game Plan app today. They have new features available all the time to take your game to the next level with the NFL season right around the corner. Don't wait. Find Elias Game Plan in the App Store or on the Play Store today. Titans fans, we are back. Little little technical difficulties there with the uh, with the, uh, the uh, commercial break, but we are back. Thank you very much for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. So we talked about Roger McCreary, and that was just one piece of a great defensive day for the Titans. And I know all you guys are going to get in the comments and all that and tell me that. You know, it was Blaine Gabber, it was Kyle Trask, no Mike Evans, no Chris Godwin, and I get it, but the Bucks' offensive line was out there, and you know who had a great day? The Titans' defensive line. Jeffrey Simmons was a monster out there. He was taking it to Aaron Stinney, who's a name that maybe some uh, longtime Titans fans We'll know, but there were multiple sacks on the day. Big Jeff, of course, who was dominating and letting everybody know that he was absolutely dominating the crowd out there. So, uh, Jeffrey Simmons had a great day, had sacks by Kevin Byard, sacks by Bud Dupree, sacks by David Anini. Anini, look at explosive. I'm thinking that Anini has a great chance, a great chance to be the outside linebacker five for the Titans, and as I've been saying since he was uh, not drafted but signed as an undrafted free agent, I think Anini has a great chance to slide into that outside linebacker five role to replace Derek Roberson as a pass rush only project who you're trying to develop in the run game. David Anini, a guy I was high on, nice to see him doing well. An interception, there were two of them, and one of them by my boy Lonnie Johnson, baby, recently acquired by the Titans. Uh, Lonnie Johnson had a, a great performance in today's practice. Well, I mean, he had that one good play. It was a tip pass, all of that. Love to see Lonnie Johnson out there making plays. A guy who uh, is kind of a, a little pet project for me with the team. I certainly hope he makes it through. Shakur Brown, who continues to have a good camp for the Titans. Had a good day as well. He had an interception. Uh, not only that, but in the trenches. 
even Buccaneers reporters were saying the Buccaneers aren't able to run the ball. And yeah, the Buccaneers were without their top two wide receivers in their number one cornerback. But their starting offensive line was there, okay? Ryan Jensen may be hurt, but he's out for the year. He ain't coming back. So this is the Buccaneers' starting offensive line. And Tyre Tart, Jeffrey Simmons, and Rashad Weaver. Dream Weaver. I'm going to get a copyright strike now on YouTube, please. I do not own the rights to that beautiful snippet that I just sang, the voice of an angel. But anyways, Rashad Weaver, a great day out there, causing havoc, getting in to the backfield. A, a, a solid day. A solid day. So not only that, but here's what I wanted to talk about because on yesterday's show, I said that I wanted the Titans to lock down Julio. I didn't want Julio to have a great day. Petty, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. I would see Caleb Farley on Julio, shutting him down, all that. Well, I didn't necessarily get exactly what I wanted, but I did get some, okay? So I didn't see a lot of Caleb Farley on Julio Jones. And I will say Julio Jones did have a good catch down the sideline deep during team periods. Julio did have a very good catch in practice. But in one-on-ones, that's right. I'm putting it up on the screen, MF Loco. Fulton County Jail. Fulton locked Julio up in one-on-ones. Again, like I mentioned earlier, Roger McCreary knocked the pass away from Julio Jones during practice as well. So, yeah, Julio had a couple of good catches, but a lot of lockdown from Christian Fulton. And Kevin Byard talked about Christian Fulton after practice. Again, reiterated, he's got to be an X-factor for us. He will be an X-factor for us. Christian Fulton looking at a Pro Bowl season. Bill Barnwell from ESPN, who does good work, had a little um, article the other day talking about guys who could, you know, make that Pro Bowl leap. And Christian Fulton was someone that he mentioned in that article as a guy who could be a Pro Bowl-level player this year after having a really good season last year. So love hearing that from Christian Fulton. Do want to talk about Caleb Farley, though. It's only right. It's only right. We talked about Roger McCreary getting those first-team reps. Mike Vrabel even said it. Caleb Farley didn't have his best day. Uh, in one-on-ones, he was getting shook, man. Bad. And not only getting beat on the route, but once the wide receiver got the ball, he was shaking Caleb Farley and going up the field in one-on-ones. I guess Farley did a little bit better at times in team period, but... Ugh. Yeesh. It did look rough in one-on-ones, man. And one-on-ones are tough. One-on-ones are drills that are... I mean, the odds are that the wide receiver is going to win in one-on-ones. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the difference between playing five-on-five basketball and one-on-one basketball. You know what I mean? You know guys who go out on the playground and beat everybody in one-on-one. but They never really were as good as that when they played five-on-five because they just don't simply work as well within a team structure. That That's how I would compare the one-on-one DBs to wide receiver drills. A lot of playing defensive back is working within the secondary with the coverage that you're on. So... It is set up more for offensive players to win, but man, the way Farley was losing, it was not close. And we're not talking about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and even Julio Jones. I mean, we're talking about Scotty Miller and Jalen Darden. You know what I mean? So, but the last practice the Titans had before joint practices on Monday, Caleb Farley had a great practice and everybody was talking about how amazing he was. So it's not that he can't do it. It's just consistent consistency. And I have a feeling that Roger McCreary is more consistent than 
uh, Caleb Farley. So people are saying, yeah, the audio's fine. The audio's all good. Thanks. I, for some reason, I can't hear the, the commercial music and the commercial and my, you know, transition music froze for a couple of seconds. So I don't know if it was frozen on your guys' end or if you could just see me looking here panicked. Either way, whatever. That's what happened on that. I, I'm, you know, no professional producer by any means. I talk about the game. I'm, you know, working on the technical aspects of things. But glad you guys can hear everything. Five. Moving forward, I do want to talk about the offenses day before we get into the injuries that I want to discuss at the end of the show, kind of flipping things up a little bit here on the fly. But the offense had a lot of success on Wednesday as well. Ryan Tannehill was exceptionally sharp. Uh, He had a 70-yard touchdown pass to Traylon Burks in team period. Love to hear that. Uh, Easton Freeze, who talks about the Titans for Broadway Sports, said that the Titans have just been airing it out in camp. Um, a, a vast difference from the way they approached offense last year. And Easton made a good point, and I agree with him. We could be seeing the influence of Tim Kelly early because Tim Kelly is far more advanced and how to run a passing scheme in the NFL than Todd Downing is. Honestly, I mean, can we just call it what it is? Why do the Titans even need Todd Downing? All he's doing is copying off Arthur Smith and the foundation laid by Matt LaFleur and the play calling laid by Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith showed him how to what he needs to do in the run game, so just follow that template. And now if we have to bring in Tim Kelly to totally redo what the passing game is like, then what are we doing with Todd Downing? Blind loyalty by Mike Vrabel, in my opinion. And I wouldn't be surprised if Todd Downing's out of the job uh, by next year or maybe if things go poorly for the Titans midway through the year. But just want to throw in a couple of notes here. Uh, again, 70-yard touchdown to Burks, and Burks had a nasty one-handed catch in one-on-ones. It was close to a touchdown, too. Uh, so good stuff there. Uh, the Titans, even Tannehill talked about it, said that the Titans were running the ball very well. They were able to bust some runs, uh, some runs off to the right side. No Derrick Henry either, so even more impressive. Dontrell Hilliard, uh, Haskins, Chestnut, doing a good job there. Uh, do want to mention Dylan Raidens. Raidens got mauled by Akeem Hicks and a bull rush in pass protection at one point in time. But per Teron Davenport from ESPN, who talked about that Akeem Hicks bull rush, he also said that Raidens did rebound, had some good runs, uh, some good blocking on run plays that really opened up on the right side and got better in pass protection. Just Akeem Hicks being so strong and being more of a defensive tackle. Just a tough matchup for Raidens, who's a guy who needs to develop his anchor and develop his core strength to be able to deal with powerful players off the edge like that. So tough matchup. Kyle Phillips was real good in one-on-ones, although there was one rep I saw where he got hemmed up pretty good. I think a flag got thrown. Austin Hooper. There were like three consecutive completions to Austin Hooper during team period. The Titans simulated a two-minute drill situation where they had like 50 seconds to get the ball in the field goal range. Both times the Titans' first-team offense got in the field goal range and got the field goal. Also, Malik Willis and Logan Woodside had bad days. Woodside, not precise. Malik Willis, very hesitant, especially in the two-minute drills where they were doing two-minute work against the Bucs' defense. Malik holding the ball too long, not trusting what he sees. Hopefully, he comes back and gets better. He acknowledged it after practice. He said, hey, I've never seen their defense before. I held the ball a little too long. I got to watch the film, come back and be better. But the first part of practice was better than the end for Malik. But he, you know, he's been accountable and said he wants to get better. I do want to mention this one last note about Brett Kern and undrafted free agent punter Ryan Stonehouse. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people scream at me about the Titans trade with the Raiders. Tyree Gibson probably won't even make the roster. So I'm not going to spend valuable time 
talking about that trade. I'll mention it at the end of the show. It's not important. It's it's just not. I'm sorry. He was traded for a conditional late round pick. It's not even going to convey as a pick that we got to give up unless he makes the roster, and he won't. Just trust me. I have intel here. I'm willing to willing to make that a, a hot take and throw it in the fire. But Ryan Stonehouse holding the ball on kicks for for field goals for Ron, Randy Bullock. The Titans would only do that. The Titans would only let the backup punter take holding snaps. If there was a serious competition going, I think Stonehouse may surprise people and make this roster. Yeah, it was a conditional 2024 seventh round pick that only conveys if he makes the roster. So it's probably not even a pick the Titans are going to get give up and Tyree Gillespie is going to be cut by, by the time the 53 comes around. But we're running long already. I'm going to get into the injury news that we need to talk about before we get into it, though. Do want to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all the lines, props, and odds this football season. They have MLB, NBA, NFL, of course. They have combat sports. They have hockey. They have esports, live in-game betting, literally anything you need. You can find at betonline.net. Head to their website. You can go on your mobile device. You can go on your laptop. Doesn't matter. Sign up today. Make sure that you are taking advantage of all the information that BetOnline has for you. And make sure you get a little skin in the game and have some fun this season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to cap off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, talking about some of the injuries that happened at practice. So, it's kind of concerning, but there is some good news. So, I'm going to start with the good news at first, and then we'll go into some of the bad news. So, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, get you guys off on a good note. Before we get into that, I do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen Every day, ask for your second listen. Check out the Locked On NFL podcast. You get all your Titans news here with me. Get all your national news Monday through Friday for free with the Locked On NFL podcast. Also on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. But um, anyways, I, I got a note here from Derek that I want to jump into. He says, the media have to be better. If McCreary went back to the slot when Caleb came back on the field, why is it even asked if Roger is starting? Of course, he's going to get starter reps for the preseason. Why is that? Of course. Why is that? Of course. I don't even understand that comment. I really don't. The media just reported what happened. Terry said McCreary was the number two cornerback today in team periods. And when the Titans went into nickel, he went into the slot. And then Caleb came in as the third cornerback, but played on the outside. What's there to be better about? That's just the facts of what happened. I don't know. People always want to yell at the media. The media gives people what they want, not the other way around. But that's a larger philosophical topic that I'll get on uh, on, on a tangent on in the next offseason or something like that. But we got to talk about injuries. Amani Hooker returned to practice. So let's talk about the safeties. The Titans go out and claim Lonnie Johnson after he's cut by the Chiefs. The Titans go out and trade a conditional seventh-round pick in 2024 for Tyree Gillespie from the Raiders. Gillespie is a downhill box safety who has some special teams potential, but he's just a guy who can't stay healthy and a guy who hasn't been impressive to the point 
where the Raiders wanted to trade him because they've had rookies come in who fit their system better, who are better players, who are doing better in camp. Guys, maybe one of these guys pops. I like Adrian Colbert. I like Lonnie Johnson. I hope he makes it as a tight end starter with his length and his size. I think Lonnie Johnson could be a good replacement for Dane Crookshank. Gillespie, maybe he carves out a role on special teams. Clearly, John Robinson wasn't happy with the safety group so far. Clearly. But all you guys telling me that they went and did this because of Monty Hooker, a Monty Hooker, one, you don't, if a Monty Hooker is seriously hurt, you don't go out and get Lonnie Johnson and Tyree Gillespie to fix that problem. So that those moves were never an indication. To me, it's an indication that Joshua Kalu hasn't maybe been super impressive. Michael Griffin, the undrafted free agent, has been banged up. Uh, a guy like Theo Jackson has is banged up right now and also just hasn't been all that great. He hasn't been super impressive. So to me, those moves were obviously an indication that John Robinson wanted a new influx of players to see what they got at safety because he's not happy with what he's seen so far from the depth. Had nothing to do with Amani Hooker. So Amani Hooker back at practice. Everybody take a breath. <sighs> Whatever. But now we do got to get to the bad news. Traylon Burks had a 70-yard touchdown, had a sweet catch in one-on-ones, one-handed, falling out of bounds, but then he left early. And Mike Rabel, and it doesn't seem to be serious, but Mike Rabel, you know, mentioned, hey, anytime you're missing reps in the preseason, in, in training camp, in joint practices, it's going to slow you down. And here's, here's just, I'm going to give you guys just my take on this, man. I just think Traylon Burks needs some tough love. I think that where he was from in college with the conditioning, with the, co I just don't think he was ever coached very hard. I don't think Traylon Burks has ever been pushed very hard. His college coach admitted he'd come in overweight and work himself into shape over the season. What coach allows that? You know, like clearly he's been allowed to get away with some things and he's not in a scouting report. National media members and scouts have talked about it. He hasn't always been the hardest working guy who always comes in in shape and is lifting weights all the time. And is, But he may be a type of guy who just doesn't understand how to work super hard, how to get himself into conditioning, never really had to push it that hard because he's always been bigger, stronger, faster than everybody else. Maybe not the type of guy who wants to push through injuries all the time and blah, 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 blah. You, we can't know for certain, but I got to tell you, that's the vibe I'm getting now. None of that means that he can't be an all-pro level wide receiver for the Titans, but it may just mean it may take a while for him to get it, you know, for him to truly get what it takes to be an NFL star wide receiver. So these guys are rookies at the end of the day. Uh, Burks left early. Not only that, Nate Davis left early as well. Not willing to get concerned yet, but Jamarco Jones didn't practice. Dylan Cole didn't practice. Xavier Newman didn't practice. So Newman, Jamarco Jones and Davis all out there. Jordan Roos was the starting right guard for the Titans in practice because of all the people being out. And the Titans had some major pass protection issues throughout the day, and probably because you have Raidens, uh, who's better at run blocking than pass protection, and then Jordan Roos, who may not even make the roster, playing on the right side. So all of that makes sense. But not only that, but Christian Deloro, his injury seemed to be a little more serious. He went off the field. The Titans back up left tackle in preseason games. Um, 
Yeah, somebody makes a good point about Traylon. Titan staff won't go for that. Pair him with Henry. He'll get right for sure. Yeah, yeah. And also, coming across the wire right now, Briley Moore, the tight end. Briley Moore was waived for the Titans to make room for Tyree Gillespie. Moore struggled to stay healthy. He's been healthy this year, but just hasn't impressed enough. Paul Kaharski went out on Twitter and commented on Justin Mello's uh, tweet saying that he was in the mix for tight end four with Tommy Hudson and others. PK said, I wouldn't really say he was in the mix if he's getting cut this early. And I got a side with PK on that one. Obviously, Briley Moore was not in the mix for tight end four, and they prefer Tommy Hudson by a mile, which I predicted Briley Moore to make the 53-man roster, but I said if Tommy Hudson is healthy by the end of training camp, it'd be Hudson that gets the tight end four spot, and I do think the Titans keep four tight ends. So Briley Moore released from the Titans and to make room for Tyree Gillespie, who I'm also not very high on as well. Need some more bodies at safety with everybody banged up and guys not really impressing. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow to break down everything that takes place at tomorrow's joint practice with the Buccaneers. And it's vitally important that the Titans watch the film and players who had bad days, Malik Willis, Caleb Farley, Traylon Burks. Well, Burks had a good day while he was out there, but bad day in the sense of leaving early. Hopefully those guys are able to get back out on the field and not only get back on the field, but correct what they saw on tape and have a much better day on Thursday. That's what it's all about, guys. You're going to have ups and downs, not only in football practice, but in life. It's about how you respond. So let's see how some of these players respond tomorrow. I'll be here to break it down with you guys. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.